Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Oh, good. We just had the, we came really early for our flight. So it's just like sitting in a fucking lounge area with lots of people coughing. Super fun. The, the photos from the airports I find just so terrifying. I think it's actually funny. It's not really that crowded. There's just like a couple of people coughing and everyone's being so cagey and crazy. And there were these, there was this mom and daughter that were just like decked out in like gloves and masks, like rich white lady bullshit. And just the way people are reacting is really funny, but also interesting. Like every single interaction I've had with somebody on the way to the airport, like the enterprise truck driver or the like customs people, everyone's been like so nice in this sort of like finding their humanity way for now. We'll see. Yeah. How long that lasts oscillating between the the best behavior people can do publicly and the worst. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And like, there's no one here. There's no one at this airport. Like, we did not need to be so early. I'm just mostly worried about coming through customs in Toronto and having those huge lineups. Um, okay. You've already answered this one in part, but um, where are you? And can you describe your immediate surroundings? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm at LAX. I wish I wasn't, but we really need to get home. I'm in a very, I want to say, um, a hallway where no love was put into the design. What is the most abnormal thing that you've done today? My husband is 64 years old. Obviously, I'm like a little bit worried for him. but He's really healthy, so I'm not that worried. But he also has this thing where like, you know how men get like, after a certain age, like they're trying out for the throat clearing Olympics like once every hour and a half. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, my dad does that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so you know what I mean. And then like every once in a while, just as his baseline normal, he'll have this little like coughing spasm. Just like every once in a while. You know, just it's all the time. Sometimes it's like granola in his throat has triggered it or who knows what. So like all I'm thinking is like what if this happens and we can't get on the plane? So I think that was like the abnormal thing that I did was have this like insane freak out about nothing because what this virus is doing to everyone is getting in our heads in the most fucked up way in some ways. And then like for a vast swath of people not getting in their heads at all. Yeah. So the most abnormal thing was worry about being denied um, reentry to your, your own country. 
<laughs> I think so. Yes. I'm also not an anxious person, and I've been really anxious the last three, four, five, six days. I can't. Like, time has no meaning when you're like stuck in your home. So yeah, I just I've been really anxious lately, and I'm not sleeping well. And it's really not like me, and obviously that has a lot to do with worrying about my staff and my restaurants. But it's literally keeping me up at night. Is that why you, I mean, yeah, I think you closed your restaurants before I heard any other uh, restaurant owner say that they're closing theirs. You know what, to be to be fair and all credit where it is due, uh, I'm pretty sure Edulis and Honest Weight were the first to close. But I think I think we were probably the first, you know, the first people to really talk about it and make a thing about it and implore other people to close their restaurants. Yeah. So that's a pretty selfless thing. What What, what has been your most selfish deed or, or thought. Why would you ask me? Why would you, people already think I'm selfish. Ask me about my selflessness. Jesus, Jesse. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's very selfish to think about the survival of one business in a time when literally people's lives are at stake. So that feels kind of selfish. Like mm-hmm. what have I done? That's really selfish. Oh, I made Roland take. Okay. So Roland has, he bought a hat while we were in LA. He's a real hat guy, but like he can get away with it. So this is not a recommendation for people to go and buy hat mm-hmm. unless you're roll off. Um, I just, I just need to <laughs> emphasize that. <laughs> I feel like that's directed at me. Um, so yeah, don't go, just don't go buy hats. Like, be very, very careful about buying hats. So he's got this beautiful hat that he bought while he was here and he came with a hat. So now he has two hats and they're like, very nice hat so of course you can't he doesn't have a hat box of course he doesn't have a hat box so like you can't just shove them into your suitcase so he he's wearing his two hats and like sometimes he's really agreeable about like me taking his picture because he's extremely photogenic so I always want to take his picture and then other times he's just like really really against it and I knew that he wouldn't want me to take his picture in two hats but I did it anyway and I put it on my close friend's Instagram that was pretty selfish. <laughs> Name something that gave you pleasure today. I'm really relieved that we closed the restaurant. And I think a lot of the anxiety that I've been experiencing the last few days um, had to do with knowing that that's the thing that needs to happen. So having an act of that. And I mean, my staff yesterday and my partners were just, they just sprung to action. Like we were basically on FaceTime's and let me say, everyone should really get into FaceTiming. I know it's super annoying and I don't love it, but we should all just be making FaceTime wine dates, which I've been doing. It's kind of nice. You know, you just like set up your phone against the wine bottle. You can just sort of angle it or your LaCroix or whatever it is you're drinking. And you just like have a glass of wine or LaCroix together instead of meeting each other. It's very nice. Hmm. So, yeah, I think kind of waking up this morning and knowing that that was taken care of and the beer lines have all been drained and the Instagram stories are all out there, but how the restaurants aren't open that that gave me a real sense of relief for the first time in a few Mm -hmm. days. So that was really pleasurable, but I mean, we're packing to come home and we're, you know, closing, we've been at a friend's place for three months, closing down his house and washing with towels and like the dryer was kind of blocked. So it was like, you had to put 30 minutes on at a time. These are like big fluffy towels. So like, are they going to dry in time? Like it was a really panicked morning in general. So not a lot of pleasure. Yeah. Last question. What is something that you think might never be the same when this is all done? That's a great question. I have to say also, you're being very 
unjesse like in that you are just asking questions and receiving answers and you're listening. That's really, that's really nice. I mean that with love, by the way. Um, I really miss everyone in Toronto. I really do. Um, okay. I think, I don't think that we can comprehend what it's going to look like to wake up from this. And that might be alarmist thinking. And I, I don't think that it is though. I think first of all, in terms of the restaurant industry, which is an industry I, you know, drives me a little bit crazy, but I love, um, I think it's going to be decimated. It doesn't necessarily mean that people aren't going to be able to reopen in three or four weeks. They probably will. They can probably hang in there. But it's three or four months down the road trying to dig out of whatever interest-free loans we might get to get through this, which I don't know if that's even going to happen. There's a lot of, I think, anxiety swirling around about how the government's going to help us because, you know, they like to bail out banks, not small business. So, yeah, I don't, I think that it's going to be, there's a few things. Okay. We're witnessing the end of the handshake, which is actually kind of awesome. People are learning how to wash their hands. Pretty awesome. But those are the only two good things. So I hope everyone's thinking about what this is going to look like. But, but then, then another really cynical part of me is like, people are going to learn nothing and everything's going to be pretty much the same. And that's what's going to happen, except there's going to be a huge recession for a really long time. Yeah. Listen, safe trip home. In France, in the 13th century, a teenager ascends the throne. He seems calm, collected, and as it happens, drop-dead gorgeous. But looks can be deceiving, and no one is ready for the death, destruction, and chaos that lie ahead. Step inside the reign of one of the Middle Ages' most cold-blooded rulers on This Is History presents The Iron King. Available wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 